Hey everybody, this is Rob from the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods and DC Primetime, and I'm here to tell you something that you should definitely be doing if you haven't done so already, and that is heading over to www.nextlevelradioonline.com. There's a ton of other great podcasts on the network if you haven't checked them out already, such as From Panels to Pixels, Two Fat Dudes, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, uh, an upcoming Lost Revisited podcast, uh, in addition to our flagship show, The Showcast Spotlight, which is about to probably get ready to kick off its brand new season of celebrity interviews. Great shows like The Melting Pat, Primetime Fantasy Football, and Con Talk. So whatever your interest is, there's definitely something for you at Next Level Radio Online. Make sure to check them out, like them, review them, share. Thank you guys so much for all of your years of support. Now, back to the show. And now, it's time for the Next Level Network production of What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. Episode 20. Super Mario Brothers from 1993. Let the shit show begin. Something's coming up the plumbing for Luigi's in a bind. Giant turtles out to get him. Creepy crabs are right behind. Fireflies, jeepers, shites, they're all coming out the pipes. Mario, where are you? It's Atari Mario Brothers with Mario from Donkey Kong, his brother Luigi, and lots of crazy creatures. And it's twice the fun when two play at once, because you need all the help you can get. Mario, where are you? Mario Brothers, new from Atari. Holy cannoli, kids, I'm Mario. And I'm telling you, if you're not watching the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, you're going to turn into a Goomba. Don't be the last on your block to be playing with pasta power. Tune in for the wildest weekday fun in the universe. Join me, Luigi, Princess Toadstool, and Toad. We're going to kick some Koopa. Woo! The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Afternoons at 4 in Channel 43's Kids Land. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Well, hello, Mr. Fancy. The following program contains violence, disturbing imagery, nudity, and, oh my god, why are you even watching this? Just run away. This shit is going to give you nightmares. For real. Nightmares where you are running naked on a treadmill made of razor blades, and your third grade teacher is pointing and laughing at you. I know, I'm a fuck turd, I get it. It's been a while. Sorry guys. <sighs> what can I say, right? I said, oh, don't worry, Super Mario Brothers coming soon. And I fucked off for a while. I have nothing for you, okay? It, life sucks. Sometimes it sucks. Uh, I got a sick dog, for starters. That doesn't help. Um, I love this guy. I, I love my dog to death. And, you know, 
he is struggling so bad with skin problems. It's just, it's one thing after another. There's days when I watch this poor dog, like, practically scratching his own skin and flesh right off his own bones. And we're, and we're at a loss, you know. Uh, the brought him to the vets yesterday. They're trying him on another medication now. I, I don't know what else to do. So, yeah, I've had that issue. I've had sleep issues. It's summer. It, summer sucks for me. It really does. But I don't want this to be a whiny episode and whatnot. So, lots has happened since, what, uh, two, three weeks ago? It's been a bit. It's been a bit. Uh, a little late, but I'm going to say it anyways. Happy Shark Week for all you Jaws fans out there and Sharknado fans and all that other shit. Happy Shark Week to you. I know Discovery's had a lot. And a lot of different uh, stations been doing the shark thing and whatnot. Me, I usually just watch, you know, four Jaws movies. And I like watching Orca. I know it's deep cut, but yeah, I do love the movie Orca. So that happened. Uh, I'm not going to pound this one into the ground too hard. But Chris Hardwick, I'm not a huge fan of his, but the whole shebang with him and his ex-girlfriend and her being a fucking cunt, pardon the expression. But yeah, you know what? I'm glad AMC reinstated him. Uh, I'm getting tired of reading this shit. You know, it, Hollywood's a fucking mess right now. This accusa accusation and that accusation. And, you know, so much of it, like, based on, like, Twitter feeds and Facebook feeds and blogs, it's like... What happened to, like, you know, actually charging these people? But whatever. I guess when, you know, it, it's a lie, I guess that's why you don't charge them. So, but hey, you know what? I will, uh, I'm a Walking Dead fan. I think more or less by habit these days than actually enjoying the show. But I won't boycott Talking Dead because Chris Hardwick will be there. And not, like I said, like, I don't really care for the dude that much. He was in House of a Thousand Corpses. I thought he was funny in that. But, I mean, hey, AMC did something smart. It'd be nice if Disney followed suit. Punishing James Gunn for something he did 12 fucking years ago. Kiss my ass, Disney. And yet I love Star Wars. But, yeah, well, I admit that now. But, you know, being a Star Wars fan in 2018, it's, it's not a cool thing these days. You know, everyone wants to rip your fucking nuts off and stuff them down your throat. Because, oh my god, you like Last Jedi? Yeah, what's wrong with it? It was a decent movie, but apparently that's not a cool thing to say. Moving on. Stop with my little rants. Because, you know, lots of good things happened too. Uh, we had a, a Friday the 13th that I was actually off work. I didn't have to work that day. And, you know, me who's like, Mr. I'm headstrong, I'm going to do this. And I was like, I'm going to watch all 12, like, well, 10 Friday the 13th. Freddy versus Jason, and then the remake, you know, with um, uh, Mr. Supernatural there. And anyways, so I was like, I'm going to do this in like a 24-hour period, you know, pull a Joe Bob Briggs. And that didn't happen. So I kind of stretched it out for a weekend, which is what fucked me recording this episode in the first place, because I was going to do my marathon, have a little nap, get up, and then record the podcast. Instead, that ended up being a weekend-long thing, which was a lot of fun, though, I will say. But I will also say this. Watching the first half of the Friday the 13th marathon was easy. Parts 1 through 6, I had no problem watching. Then I get to 7. And, I mean, as much as 8, I fucking love 8. Jason Jason Takes Manhattan is, like, my second favorite movie uh, of the Friday the 13th. I know, strange, but I fucking love that movie. 
But I'll tell you, watching then, like, you know, Jason Goes to Hell is fucking garbage. Sorry. If, if any of you like that movie, like, I have a hard time with it. And then uh, Jason X is, you know, it. hey, you put Jason in space. Thanks. We like you for it. Um, but, yeah, and Freddy versus Jason, I like it and I don't like it. There, it it's, like, I have this strange dichotomy with it, like, there's a part of me that absolutely loves that movie because you put two of my favorite slasher icons in the same fucking movie. Awesome, thank you. But then at the same time, like, Freddy's makeup looked kind of weird, although, granted, creepier than, you know, uh, what what was it? Freddy's Dead, Final Nightmare, where he, by that point, he really looked kind of funny looking. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. There's something about Freddy's makeup I'm just not 100% keen on. And, I mean, it's, I don't know, it. I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I own it. I, I, it's one I've seen, you know, several hundred times. I've watched it, you know, over and over. But there's just compared to some of the earlier Friday the Thirteenth, that movie does not stand up very well. And even compared to the Nightmare on Elm Streets, it doesn't stand up very well. And then there's the remake, which I do like. And I have issues with it, but at the same time, I do like it. Uh, for those of you who may be interested, on letterbox.com, uh, where you can find uh, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, my some of my written reviews, I wrote a review for each of the 12 films. So if you'd like to uh, hear some of my thoughts on some of those Jason films and whatnot, feel free to go check them out. Uh, I will be doing a few of those movies as episodes where I will stretch out my thoughts and whatnot. But... Uh, if you want some quick little blurbs to read, they're all on letterbox.com. Uh, speaking of marathons, Joe Bob. Joe Bob's The Last Drive, uh, what was it? Last Drive-In Marathon, I think is what they were calling it. And yeah, so he broke shutter and Canada didn't get to experience it. At least not right away. Yeah, we have this thing over here called the CRTC. They like to fucking, you know, control everything that we watch. It's called censorship. But anyways... Um, yeah, so the marathon's taking place and Shudder couldn't air it over here. Now, however, we have been lucky enough that, uh, well, I mean, we got, I think it's eight of the films we can actually watch, like, on Shudder with Joe Bob's little commentaries and whatnot. But when the actual marathon was taking place, no, that was a no-go. We didn't get it. And there's, like, uh, let's see, Pieces is Missing, The Prowler, Hellraiser, uh, and there's two other ones that are missing that I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. But anyways, I've, for, I've so far I've watched Tourist Trap. I've been kind of busy, so I haven't been able to actually sit down and watch it. But I'm on vacation now, so I definitely have some time to watch the rest of it. But what I did see, I loved. I'm glad he's coming back. That is great. Shudder announced it, I think, what, a week after or whatever, two weeks later. That he is coming back and he's uh, he's doing another marathon, so that's fucking awesome. I, I'm really I'm happy about that. But you know, like I say, like I would really wish we would have gotten that live. Of course, then again, I wouldn't have been doing my Friday the Thirteenth marathon. But oh well, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so he broke shutter. I guess that from apparently from what i was reading online and whatnot i guess a lot of certain pockets of the u.s market were missed like 
you know, the first movie, uh, I guess each time the movies were switching, like from like Tourist Trap to the next movie and whatnot, so on and so forth, I guess they were having technical difficulties with that, server issues, and hey man, he broke, he broke Shutter. that's awesome. I mean, it wasn't awesome for the people that experienced it, but it's awesome that he's that fucking good at what he does. Um, so yeah, so that all happened. Uh, let's see, what else? So, San Diego Comic-Con. I'm not going to go real long into this. Uh, I'm sure most of you have seen trailers. You've, you read the news and whatnot. I mean, it, fuck, it was all over the internet for the whole weekend. Just a couple things I wanted to uh, make mention of. First of all, uh, I think one of the biggest things I was really happy about was uh, some of the titles that Scream Factory announced that they are releasing in the course of the next year, I believe. Titles that included Candyman, Sleepwalkers, uh, The Craft, which eh, I don't mind it. I like that movie. It's it's kind of good. Uh, the Critters box set caught my attention. I already own all four of them. I'm still probably going to double dip because it looks beautiful, nice box art and all that sort of shit. So there's that coming. Uh, shit, I can't remember any of the other titles. Those are the ones I kind of wrote down. Scream Factory, man, it, it looks like they got it lined up for a... Um, a really good year of uh, releases, so that was cool. Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, both had their trailers. I'm not going to lie, don't really care. Um, like I said, I'm a Walking Dead fan out of habit these days. I really don't give a shit. Um, Andrew Lincoln did, in fact, confirm it. It's his final season. I believe it's Lauren Cohen's final season as well. Uh, you know what? I don't want to sound like a fucking dickhead when I say this, but certain shows just need to know when to stop. And I think Walking Dead, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know the comics are still going and they're, you know, they're trying to follow more in line with the comics and whatnot. But I just don't know if I really care. And then like this online rumor, I don't know how true this is, but apparently the online rumor is, is that when Andrew Lincoln leaves, Norman Reedus is going to be the new main character. I like Norman Reedus. I don't want to sound like a dick when I say this, but I can't see him being the main lead actor. So who knows, right? Who knows? It might work. It might not. Like I said, I kind of don't care. I'll watch it every Sunday out of habit, you know, because that's what I do. But uh, I don't know. I don't really care. And Fear the Walking Dead, I keep trying to get back into that, that show. I think I'm halfway through season two right now. And I'll watch a few episodes and then I drop it and forget about it. And I'll end up, I'll go back to like Clone Wars or something. <laughs> you know, I'll start watching Batman the Animated Series or Tales from the Crypt or whatever. Like, I just find that every time I try to get back into it, it falls off the cliff and I forget about it again for a while. So it's kind of cool that they got Morgan in there and whatnot. But I just, I don't even know if that's enough to pull me into that show. So it is what it is. DC Comics announced their DC Universe streaming service. Blocked in Canada. Yeah, so trust me, Canadians will find a way to see these new shows. Don't worry about us. But, so there was a little bit of controversy, though, because they showed that Titans trailer. And I guess I'm one of these weird people. Like DC supposedly has 52 Earths in their multiverse. Whenever they release a new show, even if it doesn't look like something that, you know, I wanted it to see, like, wanted to see it look a certain way, I just say, oh, well, it's another Earth in the multiverse. 
Titans looks like it's meant to be a horror show, like a horror TV show. Like it's dark and like, I mean, really dark. Fuck. It makes Batman versus Superman look like bright and sunny. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I, people are pissed off about the whole fuck Batman thing. I thought it was kind of interesting, actually kind of humorous. Uh, I wasn't upset in the slightest to, you know, hear Robin go fuck Batman. It's like, you know, this is the, this is the funny thing about DC comic book fans and I don't want to pigeon like I don't want to um, like pigeonhole all the whole fucking um, fandom or whatnot, but you see it so much on, on on social media where you know a new animated movie will get announced. It'll be a Batman movie, and you'll hear these comic book fans go, "It's always gonna be Batman. Why don't they stop talking about Batman? Why don't they start looking at other characters?" So now we have Robin basically sounding like a fanboy saying. Fuck Batman, because that's what they say online, and they get upset about it. I don't get it. It's fucking weird. Comic book fans, Star Wars fans, they are bitter people these days. Not all of them, obviously. I read someone, someone actually made a very good point online, and I apologize for not getting their name, but basically said, the thing is, is you'll never hear the people that are happy with something comment because they're too busy enjoying it. And there's no reason for them to say anything because they like what they see. And that's a pretty good point, actually. Like, un- unless they're a podcaster or doing, like, an actual, like, movie review, animated review, whatever. It's true. You won't really, like, you won't see someone commenting to say, like, well, you'll see people go, oh, my God, it looks amazing. Like, me. <laughs> that's what, most of the time when I watch a trailer, I'm like, fuck, that looks good. Um, I love my cinema. What can I say, right? But... You'll see more complainers than you will people boasting it and loving it because they're too busy loving it. Why do they want to say anything? So I kind of get it. Um, Speaking of trailers, trailers for Shazam and Aquaman both dropped from San Diego Comic-Con. I know you're going, this isn't horror. What the fuck? Shazam, it's meant to be fun and happy and giddy and stupid, and that's exactly what it is. So you know what? I'm cool with it. I think that Zachary Levy guy or Levy or whatever, I think he's going to be fucking cool. I'm looking forward to it. Aquaman is kind of the thing I wanted to focus on just for a couple seconds for two reasons. Number one, the non-horror reason, uh, it looks like an Aquaman movie should look. Atlantis looks beautiful. Aquaman looks great. Mira looks great. Black Mantis looks fucking amazing. But it looks like an Aquaman movie. It looks like it should look for an Aquaman movie. So I'm perfectly cool with this. Number two, the horror-related reason, James Wan. I remember way back when they announced James Wan was doing Aquaman, I was like, fuck, this is the dude that gave us The Conjuring and Insidious. And on top of that, he's even directed, I believe, the first two Saw films. I could be wrong. I know he did the first one for sure. Anyways... The man's a visionary. He he's he's got great creative sense. I remember back then saying that was a great choice. And he by this trailer already I've been proven right. James Wan is a man who knows what he's fucking doing. He knows how to make a goddamn movie. And anyone that questioned whether or not his Aquaman would look good, fuck yourself. No, I'm well, okay, because I realize there's some people that, you know, I actually do get along with that might have disagreed with me on that one. It's cool, I get it, whatever. But my seriously, my opinion on the whole James Wan thing, he was the perfect man for that for that movie. He knew exactly what he was doing. The trailer looks fucking great. And I just wanted to say that because 
I definitely, this December, when it gets released, I will be there opening night because that movie looks fucking amazing. Now, the horror trailer that dropped, kind of horror, I guess, anyways, is a creature feature, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Holy shit. You know, it was kind of weird. When the trailer starts, it's got like kind of like soft uh, orchestral music, and I was like, I don't know. Oh my god, this movie looks fucking amazing. So we're going to have Godzilla, we're going to have Rodan, we're going to have Mothra, we're going to have Ghidorah, and supposedly more monsters. At least that's what I'm kind of reading online. I don't know for sure, but I'm excited about this. Fuck, Mothra looks fucking beautiful. I, I blew my shit when I saw Mothra. And I mean, like, we're only kind of seeing silhouettes. Like, we, I mean, you, there's the one scene where you see, like, Rodan, like, flying over the city and whatnot. And you see, like, the shadow. Like, they didn't give us, like, clear views of these characters, but they still look fucking great. It's very colorful. It's very vibrant. It looks very beautiful on the screen. Uh, And, uh, fuck, I think I replayed that trailer, oh, God, at least a good dozen times after it initially dropped. Absolutely fucking... I'm, I'm so ecstatic and so excited for Godzilla. And it's weird because... I've always been like I've been that kind of that kid that grew up with the old Godzillas from the 60s and 70s, you know, the old Ultraman if if you guys remember that shit. Like you know, I grew up, I remember watching those like Saturday afternoons on Channel 20 Detroit and like just, you know, they're campy, they're stupid, but they're so much fun and I used to enjoy those. I, don't get me wrong, it's not that I have super serious issues with the, the ones that came later in the 90s and 2000s, but I've always been kind of partial to that nostalgic, the old ones from the 60s, because I watched those when I was like four, five, six years old. I was a little kid when I first saw those. But I was never as excited with some of the newer stuff. I mean, I've seen them. I, I, I With the exception of the Matthew Broderick film, I kind of like what I see. Like I, I don't ask for much out of a kaiju film. But... This Godzilla movie, like, I'm actually excited for. I blew my shit when I saw that trailer. I was like, ah, I gotta see this shit. So, yeah, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, looks absolutely amazing. I'm not sure on storyline, and I've talked with a few people. um, They don't really allude to much when it comes to the storyline. We really kind of don't know. There's talks about, like, something about, like, mass extinction and... Yeah, like, and we know the monsters will be, you know, on Earth and that there's a possibility that they could wipe out the world or something. Like, it's very vague as to what the story is. I'm actually okay with this, you know, and this is something that I, I, okay, before I say this, I don't mind the DC extended universe of films, okay? I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman. There's a ton of people who hate Suicide Squad. Okay, it is what it is. And there's a lot of people that shit on Warner Brothers. But I will say this. This year's San Diego Comic-Con, Warner Brothers did good. Three trailers that they came out with, Shazam, Aquaman, and Godzilla, and all three... First of all, it got me excited for the releases of these films. And secondly... None of them really gave away the storyline. I mean, Aquaman, we kind of... I mean, if you read comics or you know any backstory whatsoever of Aquaman, you kind of know where this is going. They're they're kind of following the whole Throne of Atlantis storyline. I get that. that. I expected that. But Shazam, still kind of not sure what the whole 
premise of that is. And Godzilla, we saw a lot of monsters. We saw, you know, Eleven from Stranger Things. And we saw the scientists talking. And that's all we saw. Um, and a bit of destruction. So it it's tough to say what this movie's about and where the actual story's going. But I like that. I like that, you know, when the trailers were done, like, you know, me, my friends, people that I talked to and whatnot, we could sit here and have conversations debating on it. We didn't have Doomsday in the fucking trailer going, well, there's the, <laughs> there's the main villain. Okay, that that's great. Um, so, yeah, Warner Brothers did good at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and like I said, the Scream Factory titles, I'd... I'd do believe I posted the link on the Facebook page, so you're free to go there and check them out. There's, I think they, what, 14 or 16 titles they announced. There's a lot of them, so I'm excited about that. Uh, just going to quickly throw out a, Luke, um, a Lukers, a Lukers, yeah, Lurkers recommendation for uh, this week. And then we'll uh, jump into the Super Mario Brothers. I know, everyone's waiting for this, aren't they? Um so Lurker's recommendation, uh, in my absence, in the time that I've been away, I did finally sit down and watch the 2011 documentary uh, called More Brains, The Return to the Living Dead. I loved it. I loved it. I, it's a great fucking documentary. You can get it on the Scream Factory two-disc uh, collector's edition of Return of the Living Dead, as well as I'm sure there's... Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, there was um, a release of it on its own. I'm almost positive on that. I could be wrong. I'm stupid sometimes. What can I say? But anyways, getting to the documentary. It's a fun documentary. It's really cool. Um, It's two hours long. It didn't feel it. Uh, When it ended, I was like, no, I want more. Um, It's great. I I wanted to throw it out there. Return of the Living Dead is a movie that is very dear to my heart. Um, Usually when people will ask me what my favorite movie is, I throw that one out there. (laughs) Let's be honest. Most of us horror fans will tell you that is the hardest question to answer. Unless we absolutely have the, you know, number one diehard film that, you know, we've loved our whole lives. Some people, it's John Carpenter's The Thing. Some people, it's Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, whatever. Um, I usually will tell people Return of the Living Dead is my all-time favorite simply for the fact that I think it's the movie I've watched more than any other horror film. Um, and anyways, I, I had never actually sat down and watched that documentary that came out, you know, almost, well, fuck, almost seven and a half, eight years ago. So I took it in and loved it and i wanted to recommend it to everybody if you can find a way to see it if you haven't seen it i definitely recommend it it's a lot of fun on a quick side note since i kind of threw a whole bunch of dc shit in this week sorry guys but it's the way it is and dc is kind of science fiction i'm going to say that uh i know i'm wrong but that's how i view it anyways uh there's an animated film coming out uh or it's already out i believe on blu-ray the death of superman Okay, so when they announced they were doing that, I was like, fuck, you already did that. It's called Superman Doomsday. I'm glad they did this remake. It's a fun movie. It's fun. Well, it's fun because it's dark. It's dark as shit. Uh, it's a very... Um, it. You know what? I'm going to say this, and then we're going to move on to Super Mario Brothers. But people will complain that DC is too dark. I'm sorry. I am on the opposite side of that spectrum. I think I love when DC does shit that's dark. I love 
I love Batman when he's at his darkest. I love the Superman stories that, you know, Superman is not the happy Boy Scout. I want to see him struggle. I maybe even want to see him suffer a little. And then obviously I want my heroes to be heroic at the end, but I like the dark shit. I like when these heroes are facing some of the darkest times and, you know, it's gloomy and it's dreadful and stuff. I enjoy that shit. So I guess that's why, you know, when people are complaining about DC comic movies, I'm like, I I don't have a problem with this. I, the streaming service is giving me a Titans that looks like it's a horror show. Uh, we're getting Swamp Thing. Clearly Swamp Thing will not be happy. Uh, <laughs> and being done by James Wan. So I'm even, you know, more happier and excited to see it. But that that's what i gotta say about it you know death of superman is it's it's good obviously if you've read the comics or you know the backstory and whatnot you know what's coming but uh it's my other recommendation even though technically more brains the return to the living dead is the recommendation of the week i've talked and talked and talked and talked and talked i need a breath i need a coffee is what i need no i don't need a coffee i'm a little wired as you can tell but um we're going to drop a trailer. I know you're you're probably sitting there going, fuck, this is the part of the podcast I'm not looking forward to. Super Mario Brothers, we're going to drop the trailer when we come back. Well, either I really like this movie or I really don't. I'll let you wait to find out. Back in a moment, people. Feeling we're not in Brooklyn no more. They're brothers. They're plumbers. They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess and a mystical meteorite. It's incredible! That gives anyone who possesses it the power. To rule the universe. Get me the rock! Come and get it, lizard breath! Now, they must rescue the princess. Luigi! Alien species escaping. And make it safely back. Later, alligator. To our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Mario Brothers. This ain't no game. Well, wasn't that a doozy of a trailer? What the fuck? I got the power! Yeah, I know. Fuck! I hated that song when it was out. Still hate that fucking song. Anyways, um, oh, I got a quick story for you just before we get into this. I know I'm extending the pain, but whatever. Um, so yeah. I know uh, many of you probably, well, if you're like me, you're an Amazon shopper, you like to shop from the marketplace because, you know, they got really cool deals on the marketplace. So anyways, I ordered like three DVDs last week. Uh, Cujo, 25th anniversary. I got it. 
I was very happy with it. Sleepaway Camp, because honestly, I only had it digitally. I've never had a physical copy. So, well, I had VHS way back in the day, but whatever. So, I got that. And then I ordered Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. So, three packages show up yesterday. I'm like, oh, sweet. All three movies in the same fucking day? That's awesome. So, I opened the one. Cujo. Yay. Awesome. So happy. Open the second one. And it's Sleepaway Camp. I'm like, yay. Awesome. I opened the third one. NHL 2011. What? NHL 2. So, I was like flipping my lid at first. I'm like, what the fuck? I ordered Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. What the fuck? Anyways, realized that this disc of NHL 2011, which, by the way, is for the Nintendo Wii. I don't even have a Nintendo Wii. But anyways, I never ordered it. It was never supposed to come to me. It just randomly showed up. It's got my name on the packaging and everything, but it's not mine. My Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, is still in the mail. So, Because <laughs> I checked to see which um, vendor that one was coming from, and it's a totally different vendor. I'm like... Okay, so my movie's still coming. What the fuck? So, yeah. Somehow or another, I got an NHL 2011 Wii game at that. And like I said, I don't even have a fucking Wii. But I didn't order it or anything. It was like, okay, what the fuck? Who cares? Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe future giveaway someday. No. Actually, I already have a friend who's like, I'll take it. I'm like, okay, fine. Because, like... I didn't order it. I don't even know why they sent it to me. And I didn't get charged for it, so that's good. As long as I didn't get charged, we're all, we're all, everything's kosher, right? So, anyways, yeah. Uh, the only reason why I brought that up is because, you know, this is, by the way, this is the final video game movie I'm doing for a while. I know I was supposed to do this during month of E3, whatever. Anyways, this is the final one, but I thought it, it the whole Nintendo thing, uh, you know, what was Super Mario Brothers being a Nintendo game and. You know, getting a Nintendo Wii game for NHL 2011, which is a game I never would have bought in the first place. So, I don't know. It was kind of funny. I thought I'd share that little tidbit, and that's the end of that. Moving on to this fucking movie, Super Mario Brothers. Came out May 28th, 1993. Um, yeah. 1993. So... John Leguizamo is quoted as saying that this was the first video game of that time. Um, I mean, yeah, I, let's be honest, he was trying to find a, a positive thing to this movie. I don't know that it was the first, though, because, I mean, well, Tron came out in 1982. Although Tron, I, I can't remember if the game came out first or the movie. It seems to me it was the other way around. And same with Last Starfighter was based on, you know, well, the idea of a video game, even though that video game doesn't actually exist or does it exist? Wait, it might exist, but just never was real. I don't know. That's a story for another day. Um, but yeah, so I was trying to think about that and I'm like, it seems to me there were other video game related or based movies that came out before this but according to him super mario brothers was the first i don't know anyways it's directed by annabelle yonkel or jonkel I, I think it's yonkel and rocky morton which apparently they were a husband and wife combo um and there's a little bit more later on in the trivs uh like the the trivia section that i did um well it's kind of my notes and whatnot 
but I guess there was a lot of fighting between the two of them, and both like one wanted to go one way with the movie, and the other wanted to go the other way, and I guess there was a lot of bickering and whatnot. So whatever, it is what it is. It's still a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> written by Parker Bennett, uh, Terry Runte, and Ed Solomon. Produced by Jake Ebert and Roland Jaffe, and music by Alan Alan Silvestri, which is really shocking, but I guess not. Well, I guess not. I mean, Alan Silvestri is a great composer. It just it was kind of shocking that you know such a bad movie and his name was attached to it because he's known for doing a lot of like really good movies. Um, although you know, I'm sure that when they were making this movie, they thought they were making something great. Uh, but unfortunately Nintendo had nothing to do with this movie, uh, aside from the fact that, you know, Mario brothers is part of their gaming, you know, entertainment center or whatever, entertainment system. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, (sighs) you know, I try to be so nice and then I decide I'm going to do this fucking movie. Um, anyways, let's get on with the cast because, the cast is pretty, you know, it's a big cat, a big name cast. Bob Hoskins as <clears throat> Mario Mario. So apparently Mario is his last fucking name as well as his first fucking name. Who the fuck wrote this? Seriously. Um, I, John Leguizamo as Luigi Mario. Wait, what? We couldn't come up with, like, honestly. And, you know, I, I went looking around. I didn't. I, I can't find a last name for Mario. But it can't honestly be fucking Mario. Like, it's not Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Who the fuck wrote this? Like, see, well, wait, hold on. Let's scroll back up here. Who wrote this? Oh, Parker Bennett, Terry Runte, and Ed Solomon. Yes, thanks, guys. Mario Mario. Luigi Mario. What the fuck? Moving on. Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. I... You know, I like Dennis Hopper. He's one of my favorite parts of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. Like, I like Dennis Hopper. This King Koopa, oh, my God. Okay, credit where credit is due. Oh, he fucking brings something to this movie. Like, uh, Clark 23 on Instagram, I believe, says he hams it up to 11. Dude, I have to agree with you. I'd even go as fucking high as saying he goes up to 12 on this one. Like, what the fuck? And I like Dennis Hopper, but I, I don't know. Anyways, moving on. I, I will get on all these topics in a bit. Oh, sorry, allergies. Uh, or I I could be allergic to this fucking movie for all I know. Uh, Samantha Mas- Mathis. Sorry, let me say this again. Samantha Mathis. No, oh, that's better. As... Daisy? Uh, isn't her name Princess Toadstool or Princess Peach? Uh, last I checked, that's... Uh, where the fuck did Daisy come from? What is this, a fucking Dukes of Hazard? Like, oh. Anyways, Fisher Stevens as Iggy and Richard Edson as Spike. They were actually kind of funny to watch. I, I will admit I do get the odd chuckle from them, but it's too much of something we've seen too many times where it's like the two bumbling idiots. Uh, so as much as it was funny, kind of amusing, but at the same time, no, uh, <laughs> Fiona Shaw as Lena. Who the fuck is Lena? Where did she come from? Mojo Nixon as Toad. Uh, yeah, this whole thing, this Toad, was, 
<sighs> breathe. Frank Welker as the creatures. Uh, he did all the creature uh, sound effects and whatnot, including Yoshi. I will say this much. Okay. So Yoshi basically looks like a Jurassic Park dino, just really small. But it, and it doesn't look like Yoshi, but you know what? I was okay with it because at least Yoshi was cute. Uh, Yoshi is supposed to be cute, so I don't mind that. And Frank Welker voicing him? Okay, I'll let that pass because I like Frank Welker. And Dan Castellaneto, uh, Lanetta, sorry, as the narrator. And I guess there was a, a, a funny thing about it in the in the credits where his name came up. I guess they spelled his name wrong. That must be nice, eh? Yeah, oh, you're a big name in a movie, and they spell your fucking name wrong. Yeah. So the synopsis of this wonderfully great flick of cinematic shit. <laughs> uh, two Brooklyn... Pro- wow, I can't talk. I need to slow down. Two Brooklyn plumbers, Mario and Luigi. Mario, Mario and Luigi, Mario. What the fuck? Anyways, must travel to another dimension to rescue a princess from the evil dictator King Koopa and stop him from taking over the world. Okay. I'll, I, I'm going to tell you everybody else's thoughts about this movie first, and then we'll get into mine. Because the ratings on this... Okay, IMDb, I, I'm kind of impressed. 4 out of 10. Hey, you know what? That's not bad. You know, for this movie, that's... Uh, fuck, give it an Oscar. Rotten Tomatoes, 14% approval. That sounds pretty fucking accurate to me. Uh, And I even took a quote from there where it basically said, despite flashy sets and special effects, Super Mario Brothers is too light on story and substance to be anything more than a novelty. I'm impressed you called it a novelty. Um I will say, though, this, the set pieces and the special effects, not going to lie, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, 54% of Google users do approve of this movie. However, critics themselves, well, they're not so nice. Janet Maslin of the New York Times commented on the film's visual effects and suggested that Bob, Hobkin, Bob Hoskins, sorry, could handle any role with grace and good humor, but concluded it doesn't have the jaunty hop and zap spirit of the Nintendo video game from which it takes its inspiration. Now, here's the thing, though. Um, It's not Nintendo's original game. Mario Brothers originally came from Atari. uh, 1983, if I remember correctly. It's too many people think it was an NES thing. Yes, it technically was. Super Mario Brothers is a Nintendo thing, but Mario dates all the way back to Donkey Kong people. Um, But yeah, okay. Anyways, we'll move on. Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune and Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times. You guys know him as Roger, you know, Ebert and Siskel and Ebert, and, you know, the guys that are usually pretty uptight about movies they really shouldn't be. But, anyways, they gave the film two thumbs down uh, on their show, Siskel and Ebert at the movies. I remember I used to watch that too and used to get really angry. But, anyways, <laughs> uh, they said there was tonal inconsistency and lack of narrative. And the film was on their list for one of the worst films of 1993. Was there a worse film in 1993? I don't know. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. 
Stephen Hunter of the Baltimore Sun thought Yoshi had more personality than all the human actors put together. I have to wholeheartedly fucking agree on that. <laughs> um, yes, Yoshi was actually something I did enjoy in this film. And uh, sadly, not enough Yoshi. Uh, I would like a Yoshi film, actually, after seeing this. But anyways, Bob Hoskins himself. And uh, this this made me kind of laugh when I was reading this. And I do remember uh, this being said uh, when he, w- he spoke very critically of Super Mario Brothers. And uh, he was interviewed uh, by The Guardian, I believe, in 2007. And he said it was the worst thing he ever did and that the whole experience was a nightmare. Um, that's pretty bad when your lead star is saying that. And he's also been asked, what's the worst job you've done? What's your biggest disappointment? And if you could edit your past, what would you change? What would you change? And his answer to all three was super Mario brothers. So we can all tell that Bob Hoskins loved this fucking movie. Um, Dennis Hopper, he's not much nicer. (laughs) He was, uh, pretty, uh, Uh, Well, like, basically, the quote that I got from him was, it was a nightmare, very honestly, that movie. It was a husband and wife directing team who were both control freaks and wouldn't talk before they made decisions. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Anyway, I was supposed to go down there for five weeks, and I was there for 17. It was so over budget. And that's what Hopper had to say. John Leguizamo was actually the one that he was kind of nice because, like I said earlier, he was saying it was the first of its kind and whatnot. And just, like, reading, like, some of the comments he was making about the film, you could tell that he's trying to, you know, be nice about it and whatnot. But uh, I kind of get the feeling that he knew the movie was a dud as well. And the shame of it all is, and as much as I'm not a huge John Leguizamo fan, I loved him as clown in the Spawn movie. I thought he was fucking amazing. He did such a great job with that character. So I don't totally like none of these actors I hate. As a matter of fact, Bob Hoskins, you know, if he was if 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 he was in a Super Mario Brothers movie with a different environment and different circumstances, I think it would be it would actually work. He is good as Mario. He's not the problem. Um, as a matter of fact, some of the actors like him, well, Hopper's clearly hamming it up, uh, but John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins really aren't the problem with this movie. It's pretty much every goddamn other fucking detail about this movie that's the problem. Um, the budget was $48 million. Their gross, $20.9 million. Yeah, it was a failure. And people complain about Batman versus Superman. Fuck. No, you shouldn't. Um, so my notes on this and some of it, I've kind of already, um, I've, I've already kind of dropped some of it or not, but it, it, and not whatnot. Slow down, Paul. Anyways, I, I like talking fast. What can I say? Cyberpunk much? Okay. So here's my thing. So Mario brother, you know what? We had who framed Roger Rabbit in Bob Hoskins film. What I don't understand about Mario brothers or super, super Mario brothers. Sorry. What I don't understand about it is, why didn't you do that? Okay, why didn't you create the world out of animation and all your strange little creatures, your Yoshis, your Goombas, your Baboms, and all that shit, why didn't you animate them? Why try to make this whole fucking movie live action? It didn't fucking work. Uh, the world they go to, the dimension, doesn't look like it's from fucking Super Mario Brothers. It looks like it's from fucking Blade Runner. Like, what the hell? 
granted, even Blade Runner looked a hell of a lot better than this. Easily. But, but I mean, it was like, if if Super Mario Brothers wanted to go cyberpunk, fuck, you did it. You, you fucking nailed the look. But that's not Super Mario Brothers. And... With like I said, with the success of something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Cool World, which I kind of like, kind of don't. I have a love hate relationship with that movie, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the perfect example. Take all your creatures, all your world, and everything, animate it, and then put Bob Hoskins in it. It'll fucking work. But I guess maybe they were afraid that it would look like too much of a copy. I don't know. I don't get it because. <sighs> It would have worked. I honestly think they could have done it properly. Now, maybe it has something to do with the fact that Nintendo wasn't a part of it as well. I, I don't honestly know that. I looked around for you know, some form of evidence of that. I couldn't find it. But uh, I don't know. It, as a, it, it, Seriously, if this was a cyberpunk movie, it would have a lot higher rating. But it wasn't supposed to be, and I think that's what really bothered me. I've already mentioned this. The whole thing that her name is Daisy... I've heard Princess Toadstool. I've heard Princess Peach. I'd never heard Daisy. Where the fuck did that come from? Like I said, it was like, okay, are you supposed to be from the fucking Dukes of Hazard? What the fuck is that? Like, where did... Honestly, and if I'm wrong, if somebody knows somewhere in the Mario universe that her name was Daisy, fucking correct me. Because honestly, I never fucking heard that before. And like I said about Bob Hoskins, though he may have hated, may have hated doing this movie... He was not a problem with it. Neither him nor Leguizamo. Well, okay, my issue with John Leguizamo is not so much him. It's how they wrote him. They made Luigi come off as like a loafing dolt who couldn't tie his own fucking shoelaces for the life of himself. And I just thought it was all wrong. Like, we had that TV show growing up as kids, like the, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show or whatever. And, I mean, that was meant for, like, you know, eight-year-old kids. But even though me at, like, you know, 13, 14 years old, I'm watching it. But, I mean, that was, it was lighthearted, but it was supposed to be. And not to mention, you had the main story was animated. And every Friday was Legend of Zelda. But, um, but it was, at least they kept within the look. They kept within the feel. Like, you felt like you were watching Luigi and Mario. This... I don't know, man. It just, it didn't work for me. Dennis Hopper looks like he belongs at a fucking Public Image Limited concert. It's like, what, Sid Vicious with cornrows? Like, what the fuck? Or not Sid, not Sid Vicious. Johnny Rotten, that's who I'm thinking of. Johnny Rotten with fucking cornrows? Like, and like I said, he dials it up. He, you know he's aiming for over the fucking top. And I think he did that all intentionally because he probably looked at this script and went what the fuck are you having me do uh the dialogue is horrible it's just it's bad it's bad dialogue i mean sure i know anyone could anyone could sit here and tell me you know what change your way of watching this movie and accept it as a bad movie and love it for that and i probably could but the thing is is that super mario brothers is something that like i mean i've had Super Mario Brothers in my life like for a long time and one of the things like we bitch that it's taken so long for a Legend of Zelda live action movie or series or anything but I'm kind of glad that they haven't just jumped into it and done it wrong you know Legend of Zelda may take quite a while to happen but at least hopefully when we finally do get it because I think one day it will happen 
it might look right and we'll be happy and we'll go, fuck, that's what we wanted. This, it seemed like they like rushed through this. I know Dennis Hopper said he was there for 17 weeks. I don't think they put much more thought into it than those 17 weeks. Like, it just, anyways, and the Bobombs sponsored by Reebok. What the fuck? Talk about product placement. Like, oh my God, it's, it's just, oh, it fucking stings me or want to fucking scream that's that's not super mario brothers like i said yoshi looked yoshi is probably the, the the coolest part for me with this 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 movie i loved yoshi i thought he was cute i thought he was endearing and little charming little dino but he belongs in jurassic park like it doesn't belong here like like i said and I'll say this again and again and again. Why didn't they animate this with live action? Like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was a huge success. Cool World was a huge success. And that's the way you should have done this. Then you could have made Yoshi look like Yoshi. The Goombas. What's with the small heads on the big bodies? It's supposed to be big heads on little bodies, you fucktards. Like, you did it wrong. Like, ugh. I'm getting angry here, but I don't know. The TV series with Captain Lou Albano was better than this. And that was, like I said, it was meant for eight year olds and it was meant to be campy and stupid, but it worked. My final rating on this, like, I mean, oh, it's kind of weird because I look at this movie in different lights. Could I enjoy this movie if I wanted to? Sure, if I wanted to watch a bad movie and sit there and moan and groan at the stupid shit and go, well, at least it's something. Yeah, I could sit here and say it's a six, you know, six point five out of ten. Like I could do that, but this is one of those movies that, like, even tr- it's kind of like the Batman and Robin movie. You know, the one with, like, Alicia Silverstone as Alfred's niece, who's supposedly Batgirl. Fuck off with that shit. But anyways, that's a movie, like, I can't finish it. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, I I knew I had to watch it to do this review. And I had only watched it one time before that, and that was the only time I had ever watched it. This is a hard movie to get through. It took me two viewings to finish it because it was like, oh, uh, fuck. How am I going to get through this? I don't like this movie. Um, and I mean, you could probably, people listening to this could probably turn around and go, you know what? You are way too hard on this movie. I probably am. I'm probably being way too hard on this movie, but I don't like it. I can't watch this movie. For that, I have to say it's a three out of 10. And hopefully, I'd never do another review where it's a movie that I hate or just can't stand. I don't want to make it sound like, you know, like that. I'm putting down the people behind this movie. I like, and I've said this many times before on this podcast. I understand people work hard on these films. These movies are sometimes, you know, what pay the bills for these people. And I understand that. I don't want to sound like I'm being a complete dick when I cut down this movie, but this is one of those movies where you lost a lot of opportunities and knowing the fact that, the direction was a lot of the problem. When you have a husband and wife who can't get along and are arguing and making decisions without each other's approval or, you know, conversing, that is a huge problem. You are, you're asking for a movie to fail. 
And that's exactly what this movie did. It fucking failed. Um, I hope one day we get a Super Mario Brothers movie that is worthy of being called a Super Mario Brothers movie. Because I think Super Mario Brothers in itself is a, it, it's a fun franchise. They've had countless games. I mean, we've lost track of how many Mario Brothers games there are. And I'm, I'm obviously including like Mario Karts, your Mario Parties, Super Mario Worlds, and all the different games that they've created with the Mario Brothers. I mean, Mario Brothers is a massive franchise. There, there, there has to be a day when a movie is made and it's made to the approval where we sit here and go, this is a fucking 8 out of 10 Mario Brothers movie or it's a 9 or a 10 or, you know, there, there has to be hope for that. Unfortunately, this is not it. And I have to, I have to stand firm on a three out of 10. It's a movie I'm after doing this. I will never return to this movie. I, I apologize to those of you who may love this movie, but I can't, I can't do it. Um, that's that. I I save this for the last of the video game movies. Uh, after this week, things are gonna change. It's not there'll be no more video game movies, and I'm kind of gonna be changing a bit about the podcast as well. But that's that. Three out of ten. If I like, I say if I wanted to look at this in terms of a bad movie that could be enjoyed yeah it'd be a six and a half out of ten but i don't enjoy it so i can't go that route and it's a three out of ten that's that i apologize again for it taking so long for me to you know bring this episode to you and whatnot but it's just you know life happens but thank you for listening thank you for tuning in um next week I'm actually, uh, and there will be an episode next week, I promise. Um, Next week, I'm actually doing a movie that I've mentioned earlier in this podcast, but it's a movie that I love and I do want to talk about it. And it will be Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. I am going to do this as an episode because I want to. Doing that Friday the 13th Marathon, that was fun watching that movie there's there's a lot of fun things i can talk about with that movie so and my rating will be a lot higher than a three out of ten that's for fucking sure but anyways thank you again for tuning in thank you for sticking around i know it's been a bit i know i kind of took a a hiatus that was a little longer than i wanted it to be and you know shit just happens and whatever i know i sound like i'm making excuses so fuck me i am okay whatever um (laughs) but thank you for tuning in I'm going to quickly mention, you know, where you can find the podcast and the social meds and that'll be it. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll sign off with some good music and you can go back to your normal, better lives than listening to my podcast. But Hey, it is what it is. Um, next level radio online.com slash podcast zero. That is the home of the podcast. That is where you can go specifically to find each episode. Should you choose not to go through iTunes, Google podcast, Addict, Castbox, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of the different streaming apps and whatnot. I believe, uh, what is it? Um, FM player. I think you can go on there and find it now and whatnot. I've noticed it's like, it's making the rounds, So it's kind of cool. But yeah, nextlevelradioonline.com slash podcast zero. 
what lurks behind podcast zero at gmail.com is the email you can you can spam me if you want and tell me that you know what your podcast is fucking horrible and you're a cocksucking asshole and i'll probably you know i'll be really happy with that compliment uh <laughs> or you can go on facebook i i will be honest facebook is where i do a lot of the social media shit as much as i hate facebook i think it's a fucking it's a cesspool of fucking drama and people whining and bitching about their lives. But you know what? It's cool to post shit because I can post articles and whatnot. So if you, you know, follow the Facebook page, I'm always, and I like like posting trailers and shit like that. They're, they're not too hard on if I post trailers and, oh, and I do want to mention this. Occasionally from time to time, I may do a live stream on there. I did one a few weeks ago for um, Attack of the Giant Leeches. I'm not going to lie, a lot of the stuff I will be streaming on there will be public domain shit because I don't need copyright issues on my fucking ass. Um, and not to mention, a lot of the public domain shit's kind of fun. Like, there's some really bad, cheesy movies from, you know, the 50s and 60s and 70s. I could actually, you know, live stream them on there and whatnot. So, from time to time, you may see that. Uh, and that will be on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash what lurks behind podcast zero. Um, I may even like try to like post announcements and whatnot, or like prior to, uh, provided I can start learning how to plan my life out properly. <laughs> um, Instagram at What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, and you know you guys are really cool. I posted on there. I want to say four, three, four days ago, something like that. I posted about episode 20 was coming and whatnot. I got a lot of support for that, despite the fact that it's taken me a bit to do this. So I want to thank you guys all for that. And, you know, and, you know, hopefully this episode was what you wanted to hear. I hope I didn't piss anyone off with my comments. Uh, what do I care? Fuck you all. No. Um, uh, Twitter. I'm not going to lie, man. I, I am not a Twitter person. It, I, I, it's at what, WLB podcast underscore zero. If you want to follow me, that's great. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a Twitter guy. I really don't care for Twitter. I have it, you know, just in case people want to follow me on there, maybe send me a message or whatever, but I am not a Twitter person. I am, however, a Letterboxd person. I love that website, letterboxd.com slash WLB underscore podcast zero. And like I said, during my Friday the 13th marathon, I wrote little blurbs about all 12 films and I've also put blurbs on there about death of Superman and, uh, oh shit. What was the other movie I did recently? Fuck. I can't remember now. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can find those on there, you know, feel free to go check them out, and, you know, maybe follow it or whatever, you know, if you want. Um, last but not least, redbubble.com slash people slash podcast number zero. I put the Spooky shirt on there. Spookies is another movie very near and dear to my heart. You will eventually get an episode for that one. It's the movie that has, you know, it, it it's, it's a fucked up movie, kind of, you know, telling two different stories at the same time kind of deal, but it's some of the greatest effects you can watch in a movie, and it's just, it, it's one of those shut your brain off and just fucking watch it. It's a, it's a great movie, and eventually it will be an episode on here. But that's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, yes, Horror Amino. I do use it from time to time as well. You are welcome to go on there. What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero can be found on Horror Amino. 
Um, again, it's kind of like the Twitter for me. It's like I use it a bit here and there, but the Facebook and Instagram accounts are the ones I use the most. So that's that. I'm out. Uh, next week, Jason is going to take Manhattan and I'm going with him. And I'm going to bring all you motherfuckers with me too. Ha <laughs> ha. I will be back next week. I promise. I swear to God, I will be back next week. There will not be two weeks where I am not podcasting. Uh, I hope to never do that again. So, next week, we're going to New York City, bitches. See ya!
never be the same.